1: Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open Open Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends, how many of us have them? Mother and daughters, is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's
2: no good unless it's open. (laughs) That's what's up. Hey,
1: my loves. Hey, my loves. Hey, my loves. Hey, my loves. Welcome. To another episode of Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Hey, my daddy. <laughs>
2: what? Hey, love. Why are you laughing? Baby, just the energy of it all is just so wonderful. And I just was smiling because I'm I'm happy to be alive.
1: Me too, baby. And How are you doing?
2: Day. I'm doing super fantastic. How are you doing?
1: I am doing absolutely wonderful. We want to welcome everybody to uh, the show today.
2: Welcome, welcome.
1: Welcome, welcome. And it's going to be a show. A show. Come on. What are we talking about today, my daddy? Our conversations
2: with Tyler Perry.
1: Our conversations with Tyler Perry. Now, if those of you who are just joining us and you may not be familiar with what's going on, should we enlighten them?
2: Set the stage, love.
1: Let me set the stage. So, May 13th, um, I had a show at the Apollo in Harlem, New York. And while on stage, I said that uh, Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah Winfrey could suck my dick if I had one. Oh. That's what I said, Daddy. McDonald Donald okay. had a phone. E-I-E-I-O. And uh. then um, we got a call from Mr. Tyler Perry. We got it. He gave us a call on a was it was it Friday? Last Friday? Yes, ma'am. It was last Friday. He called us up and he was in the Bahamas with his uh, with his baby and we want to talk to y'all about that conversation. Yes, we do. Because um there was a lot of there were some people saying how could Monique say anything?
2: Well, and also speak to that that may be origin. It originated on stage but then you shared some of your information as to what happened uh, on the phone call on stage last weekend too so you can start because this is really where you know oftentimes when you hear comedians uh be comedians there is truth mixed with uh, some exaggeration oftentimes and What this is allowing us to allow folks to separate what is real from what is not and to understand everything that she's saying is essentially real, as she'll explain and will explain.
1: Well, when I got, after we got the call that Friday.
2: And also, hello, brother Richard Pryor Jr.
1: Hey, Richard Pryor, baby. So after we got the call that Friday, he was saying some things on the phone that. Allow me to say to him, I want you to know, brother, I'm going to put this on stage tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them what you're saying. And he said, that's fine with me. I said, because what I don't want to do is catch you off guard. Right. And if you think I said some shit last Saturday, well, I'm really getting ready to say some shit this Saturday based on our phone call. Yes. So this is what this, this topic is about today. Yes. Is the phone call.
2: Is the phone Come call. Come on, daddy. Which started off with a number kept coming up on my phone while we were in the midst of some other things. And it kept coming up and coming up as <laughs> if this person had to reach me. I did not recognize the number, but when it keeps coming up, something says, okay, it's time that you must pick up despite what it is that you are doing. And I picked the phone up and it was the voice of Tyler Perry. Hello, this is Tyler Perry. He had first sent me a text and says, I don't know. If this is the right number. And. I looked at that like, I don't know who the hell this is, so, so I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. And then when I talked to him, he said uh, simply he said, I-, I sent you a text saying I didn't know who, you know, if this number was right. And I'm like, well, I don't just know that somehow this is your number, but it's the right number. And he reached out. And again, I want to start off first and foremost by saying he reached out and he didn't have to. He Mm -hmm. was in the Bahamas. He could have been eating some comp. Come on. You know, drinking a Mai Tai. Mm. Something. Doing something. But he has a conscience, obviously, and he utilized it to some degree to place a call to Monique
1: and I. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You, you want me to... Uh, oh, baby, just, you should be right there with me. So, <laughs> so when uh, he called and Sid answers the phone, I'm right there, of course, and we put it on speaker so we can both, you know, have the conversation with him. And the first thing he says is, oh, my God, I watched the podcast and I saw so much pain. I saw so much hurt. And I said, brother, before we start playing this game, what you saw is honesty. What you're seeing is somebody and you're seeing folks saying we're not willing to lie. You're seeing honesty. So let's get past all this pain and hurt that you think you're seeing. Then he says, and I'm going to tell you right now from the bottom of my heart. I would never want to do anything to hurt you. I would never want to see anything wrong. I think you are brilliantly talented. And to see this thing going on, I just want to know what can we do to stop it.
2: And at that point, we shared with him what you could do to stop it is tell the truth about the situation. And he's like, well, how's that? And at that point, Monique began to share with him where she had her problem with Tyler to start off with. And it was with David Talbert where he saw David in Los Angeles and pulled David up and asked him how was his experiences with Monique on almost Christmas. And he said that his, because his experiences with Monique didn't go so well. And David says, oh, that wasn't my experience. It was incredible. I had a great time. She was a a pro at what she did. Oh, okay. I'm glad to hear that because that wasn't my experience. And he says to us, Tyler confirms this, but then says, because that wasn't my experience with the movie. So we then said to Tyler, well, let me ask you a question because when you lump Monique in with, uh, the movie that sounds a little bit different from you saying you have a problem with Monique. And then he shared with us, well, his problem stemmed from number one, when he took the movie, the lion's gate, he wanted to get behind it with Oprah because it wasn't getting traction just with Lee Daniels alone. So in getting behind it, he thought the price that he was told that they would be able to purchase it for, When he went to purchase it, it was several million dollars more. So he was frustrated about that. Then he had issues with Lee Daniels, uh, and they were going back and forth, which we had shared with you last week how Lee had called us up to say how he hated uh, Brother Tyler because he is trying to steal, as he put it so eloquently, my motherfucking movie. Come on. Okay. Then Brother Tyler had called and said nothing as harsh, but he said, I can't stand Lee, but I have to admit that he's talented in the midst of our conversations. So then Tyler shared that by the time he got to Monique and the not promoting the movie, he was fed up. So it didn't really matter to him why she didn't do it. What mattered to him was he was trying to form this relationship with Lionsgate. This was something that he took to them, and now the movie cost more than he expected, and uh, the relationship he was having with Lee was going awry, and Now you're not promoting the movie now, at that point, we said, "Well, you just named three things, and two things two thirds of the three things that you spoke about have absolutely nothing to do with Monique as it pertains to your frustration. So the first thing is you got to compartmentalize where your frustrations lie." And number one, it was with the price that you paid for the movie, which was based upon your interaction with Lee, because it was his movie. And also your actual interaction that you owning with Lee, that you were having your difficulties, the specifics of that. I don't know, because all we heard was the hatred that was spewed, not the specifics as to why. And then thirdly, Monique not wanting to promote a movie that she was not contractually obligated to do. The question we asked him was, at that point, if she's not contractually obligated to do it, how do you really have a problem with her?
1: And then he said, I don't. And here's where it gets tricky, y'all. Not not tricky. Here's where, and see again, a lot of people are saying Why does Monique have a husband there? Why has he got something to say? And then there are more people saying we honor the fact that a man is right there with her and holding her down because they're telling the truth. So there's points in this conversation where Tyler Perry was trying to play the billionaire. And there were times in the conversation where Tyler Perry started getting frustrated Because he knew if he answered the questions, what it would make him look like. So there were times he was trying to pull his dick out and play. Don't y'all know how much money I have? Look, hold up, hold up, hold up. I didn't call y'all for all this. I just called and I had to say, nigga, back down. You called here. So what I'm going to ask you to do is put Madea on the phone. Because if I can speak to the real bitch in the room, Tyler Perry is fucking this up. But Medea, can she come to the conference room? Because she going to give it to you straight. And to that brother's credit, he put Medea on the phone. And <laughs> he, he said, Monique, this is Medea, And I want you to know right up front, I don't suck dick no more. And I said, "Medea, if you listen to what I said, I didn't tell you to suck my dick if I had one. I, I told, told that Tyler. nigga Tyler because he the one that's fucking up. And then he said, oh, okay. And then I said, my dear, what I'm going to need you to do is shoot that nigga. I don't want you to kill him. I want you to shoot him in his ass because you know that nigga is fucked up. And I need you to tell him why y'all doing that baby like that. Why y'all doing that baby like that. And then I said, Tyler, the reason why you don't want to fuck with me and y'all, these are my words. This is how I talk. People say I'm a loud mouth bitch. I'm to buy it. I am. It's the spirit I came in here with. God damn it. I said to Tyler, I said, Tyler, I said, the reason why you don't want to fuck with me, brother, is because that day in your dressing room in Vegas at the Hoodie Awards, when you summoned all your people to leave, but I asked my security to stay because I'm from Baltimore, nigga. Mm-mm, let me have somebody else in the room so we can hear what's going on. And you said to me, if you get nominated, your next movie is between 3 to $5 million. If you win it, your next film is six to eight. I said, nigga, that's why you ain't called on me, because you know I know the words you said. And you know, the." and then he said, well, I, I, when I really found out, I was shocked to know what the numbers were. I was shocked. I said, nigga, I told you in Vegas when you was running the numbers down to me, I said, Tyler, you talking to a black woman. So why are you trying to run the numbers down to me? Me and you both know what this is. Then he went on to say how shocked he was to know what the numbers really are. And y'all, this is the part for me that when people say, Monique just need to be quiet, I can't back down, we can't and we won't because these are the words coming out of this brother's mouth. When he says, I was shocked to know what your quotes are. I was shocked to know what Taraji P. Henson's quote is and what Octavia's quote is. I was shocked to know how low their quotes are. I then said." Well, Tyler, you're in the position to pay us fairly. See, the quotes you gave us, they were right, but that's what our white sisters are getting. So now you're in the position to pay us fairly. See, Taraji P. Henson, in my humble opinion, she should be the highest paid in Hollywood. She or broke one records or on one of them because this sister broke records around the world. And then what Tyler Perry said was, I'm paying Taraji more. Than she's ever made. And then I said, but are you paying her fairly? You're going to stop like that? Okay, Danny. you going to tap me on the shoulder <laughs> and shit? You're going to hand me the baton? Because <laughs> what we're dealing with, in my humble opinion, in my humble opinion, is somebody saying, I don't have to pay you fairly. I'm going to just pay you a little more. And? At the same time, he didn't say
2: specifically, but he didn't say it was fair. So then, when we travel back into the road of where the problem arose with Monique and you, for you to say what you said today, because even in the conversation that we had, there was a lot of laughter that was transpiring in it. See, yes. we've never had any contentious conversations with Tyler Perry. And I said, when you say it was difficult, how do you say that when we've always been nothing but cordial with one another? Because you're not going to bring Medea into the conversation and keep a straight face. Right. You're not going to keep a straight face. But it's part of because all of this has blown up based upon Monique doing a comedy routine. Let's say it again, a comedy routine. I'm going to say it again, a comedy routine. Say it one more time, whereby, Daddy. A comedy routine whereby she said something to individuals who... Mere mortals look at them as being more than mere mortals, but they don't understand what they are as talented people in the world of entertainment, not God's. So we had to love them enough to have a conversation with, in this particular situation, Tyler. Now, what I would pose to everyone out there is this. No matter what your faith is, no matter what your belief is, when would you say— that when you acknowledge something is wrong and you acknowledge the truth, when would you say the best time to tell the truth was? Do you tell it later or do you tell it now? I'm interested in seeing people's response. Do you tell it later or to you do you tell it now? Because as we said to Brother Tyler, there's a level of power that words have. They're so powerful, and you're so powerful. We saw you give T.D. Jakes a million dollars. Come on. We saw you touch him on the top of his head. That's
1: what he did. We saw
2: him start looking like Raiden from uh, uh, Tekken 3 had touched him and electrocuted him. Like, so that's that Holy Ghost power. I was power. talking about, Okay. Yeah. He, You got a lot of power. Mm. So if you got that type of power, okay, to touch... A man that they say is supposed to be anointed and Jeez. you backing him up. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anoint the world with the truth, my brother. Because what he shared with us when we posed the question of, Brother Tyler, if we put you in the position of Monique because he asked us to see his side. How would you feel if you got a movie, it cost more than you expected that you bought, then you have a problem with that movie's owner, director, if you will. And then the person who's supposed to promote it doesn't want to promote it. And I said, well, let's be in your shoes. I can see where your frustrations would lie, where you were told that you were going to purchase something for less than what you expected, and it ended up being more. I can see your frustrations with being upset with someone who you directly know what you're upset with them about based upon your interaction." But then it would intrigue me as to why you wouldn't listen to the words of someone who's telling you, but Tyler, I don't need to campaign for an Academy Award, and you want me to travel to campaign for an award because you believe it's going to get me three to five million if I'm nominated, and you believe it's going to get me six to eight. And he said in the midst of that, I still believe that it would have if you had a play by whose rules? Their rules, he Come said. On. Because he says, I'm out of the box in the way that I think. And I said, there's nothing out of the box by playing by someone else's rules when it's not fair. But to, the, to our point, how would you feel if you were labeled as difficult for not doing something that you were contractually a- obligated to do? And he said, well, I would think it was wrong. I said, well, how would the world look at Monique if she said that Tyler Perry Lee Daniels, Oprah Winfrey, and Lionsgate were difficult because they didn't do her and wouldn't do her a favor that they were not contractually obligated to do. Would she be wrong for saying that they were difficult or would she be right? He said she would be wrong. So at that point, we said, well, what's the difference between Monique and you? How come you would think it's wrong if it's happening to you But you don't acknowledge that it's wrong when it's happening to her. And at that point, he says, well, what do you want me to do? And we said, what we want you to do is to answer the question. And he said, well, I I just said it. It was wrong. It would be wrong. Okay. so now you're saying it would be wrong to call her difficult for her not promoting something that she wasn't contractually obligated to do. Yes. So. The next question was, well, at what point do you tell the world that truth? And his reply was, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but not right now. And we said, why not right now? And what did he say? I
1: have to wait until my movie comes out. Because? It's too hot out there right now. Y'all got it hot out there. And here come my old filthy mouth, daddy. That's when I said, nigga, say it was like you acting like we moving cocaine or something, nigga. What do you mean it's too hot out there? It's the truth.
0: Welcome to Play It, a
3: new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: I want to say this to y'all, too. My husband said to Tyler Perry, Brother, you've admitted that you were wrong. You've admitted that she got played unfairly. And we're telling you, you're going to let this sister keep drowning. You're going to let her keep drowning. Y'all, we said you're going to let our family keep taking a hit because we let Tyler Perry know. And ain't no shame in our game. We let him know we took a hit behind this man. So when people say, oh, Monique, why are you still talking about it? Because her goddamn name was Hattie McDaniel. And she took a hit and she was never able to rebound because a black man shut her down. Because he wouldn't stand up and say the truth about her. So we're not going to keep reliving the same shit over and over and over again. After we let this brother know, Tyler... We taken a financial hit over a lie that y'all put out there that y'all know is not true. And that cat said, I'll say something when my movie come out, but you can touch T.D. Jakes on the head and make his ass go back with the Holy Ghost. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do is now the time. And I keep
2: seeing people says Tyler wants you to call him on ad. This is what Tyler the number's 404-832-2963. We'll pick it up. And you can call, and you can free yourself and let the people know. Because at the end of the day, this is where folks in Texas, he wants us to call them. 404-832-2963. We'll pick up. Because when people ask, why are you doing this? Because what happens is, why would you penalize individuals who deserve to know the truth and deserve to speak the truth because now they get a tra- chance to exhibit the redeemable qualities that they put in the characters that they play and write about see by being a person who is party to watching someone sink that's human but to apologize for it that's what makes you the man and the woman let's go to the lines to see who's here
1: hey tyler Hey, this is Monique and Sydney. <laughs> you on with Monique and Sydney? Hello, is Tyler Perry really online? Okay, baby. We are we, going. we're gonna take your call a little later. Thanks for calling here. Now see, y'all listen. <laughs> listen, listen, god damn it. Now I just said it on stage before the BT Awards. That's why we gotta take our goddamn birth control pills. We must do it. We must do it. And if you miss a day, <laughs> goddamn it, eat the paper, eat the plastic. So we can be in tune to what's being said. Let's see. And, and, and before we, okay, let's, let's go to the line. Let's go to the line. Hello, this is Regina calling from Detroit. Hey, Regina, how you doing, baby? We, 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 we trying to keep the line free, Regina.
2: We don't know if that's real or not. Say what you got <laughs> to say, Regina. Us, oh, you had to know I was going to call. I've been watching this for a couple of days. Don't you
4: dare trust him. Anytime a man doesn't know that he's a man... And trying to figure out what side he wants to flip on, he cannot be trusted. And hell yes, I'd catch the Holy Ghost too if somebody threw a million dollars at my ass. (laughs) (laughs) So don't call it the Holy Ghost, baby. Carla, you've been speaking the truth up till now. So continue. Oh, we, I'm just too mad.
1: You know what, Regina? Don't be mad, baby. Don't be mad. Don't we're asking folks not be mad. Let's just right now take a stand. How can I not be mad? You
4: had me in tears the other day. This is so outrageous. If black people do not boycott these clowns, we.
2: We appreciate you, I God. will
4: never again see another Tyler Perry production. I will change the channel if it's
1: Oprah and I don't have to watch Empire. Cause it's too damn ghetto for me anyway. Regina, that's why we love you, baby. Thanks for calling, mama. Now listen, just so that we're clear, I say keep supporting. I say keep supporting. We say keep supporting them brothers and keep supporting them sisters. However, we can't support each other in a lie.
2: And we got to hold folks accountable for what it is. And that's why we have in the conversation, because, again, folks have a conscience, because if he didn't, he wouldn't have called. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can put that conscience to the test is give them the opportunity to take accountability for what it is that they did.
1: Let's go to the lines, baby. Hey, you're on with Monique
5: and Sydney. Who's this? This is C.F. Jackson out of Atlanta. How you doing, Monique? Absolutely wonderful. This is who, baby? C.F. Jackson.
2: Uh, that sounds important.
5: It is, it is. That's, I'm what's up. I'm That's what's But I up. want to say, Monique, I had a pleasure meeting you at the Atlanta Film Festival. And I've been following your story on this situation. And what I heard today when I was listening to this is that people hear that you could have stopped and took the mainstream or went along with the current. But you went ahead and continued to press forward to, at some point, he's going to call upon it and be truthful. But... I like the point where the message I heard was don't stop because what the people want you to do is comfortable. You continue to press for it. have been financially a challenge for you and your family, but you knew the truth. And what I'm feeling is that the truth is more important than all the other things that you could have done and to fold it upon and let this continue to um, be up in arms and you know, go against your, your integrity. I was telling somebody, I said, all the years we've known Monique, not one time on the Parkers or Fat Girls, anything you ever heard of Monique have not ever heard of anything negative. And all of a sudden this one particular project, all Come of a sudden now. she's a problem. Come I on. Said, now. I said, people pay attention. Don't listen to what people are saying. Listen to her history. Come and on. yet I have never in my time and I've enjoyed you on the Parkers, I've seen your movies, and not one time and I'm I get Hit off people fall through and not do their own investigation and listen to their own experiences. So I say to you, continue to move forward and people to listen to what you're doing and pay attention, whatever it is in your life, it could be with family or friends, continue to press forward with your truth because your truth is what makes you make you free at the same time. It's gonna correct some things in this industry and correct some things within these individuals and they gotta be real with themselves. So I had to call in and say, I'm trying to ride on the car in that damn Periscope messing up. So I had to get <laughs> home and listen to this because it was really, I found it to be profound. And I hope people hear and learn, not just to hear the, the gossip of it all, but listen and learn from what you're doing. You're a woman, you're teaching a world people, and I'm amazed by it. And I'm learning from it, just being in awe of how you're pressing forward. So that's why I wanted to call in and say that you're a powerful woman. Continue to press forward. Thank you so much, sister.
2: My pleasure. We appreciate that.
1: You. And, and you know something else, Daddy, that, What's that? I want to address? And, and and real shit, if this is Tyler that's calling, you know Sid's number. Call him on the cell phone so that we'll know it's you. But something that I want to address, because there have been quite a few brothers and sisters saying, hey, brother, we are proud of the way you're standing with your wife. We are proud of what we're saying. But I want to address the sisters and brothers that are questioning it and that are saying, why is her husband speaking? Why is her husband speaking? He need to be quiet. He messed up her career. I want to address y'all, and I want to have as much tact as I can have, Daddy. Okay? When you hear about Harriet Tubman, tell me about the man that was standing next to her. Tell me about him. When you hear about Shirley Chisholm, Tell me about the man that stood next to her. When you hear about Rosa Parks, tell me about the man that stood next to her. When you hear about Hattie McDaniel, tell me about the man that stood next to her. Tell me about the sister's husbands who said, God damn it, I will not leave my wife's side because we're going to fight this fight together because if it's wrong, we got to stand together. Now, let me tell y'all something. There have been times I've been wrong and my husband has said to me, check this out. I can't take your side because I can't waver from what I know to be right. So we've got to have the conversation so that you don't go back down that road. I'm grateful for that. But when I hear, especially when I hear black woman questioning my man standing beside us, here's what I will say to y'all. Let's stop taking the poison. Let's stop being conditioned. Let's stop feeling like our men are going to fuck us over, do us wrong, mistreat us. In some cases, yes, that has happened. But let's stop feeding the poison, and acting like, oh, God, how could she let her man? Listen, I do it with honor. I do it with pride. I am honored to look to my side and see my husband standing there. Do y'all know what kind of honor that is? And to know that when they do want to call our home, And they do want to come off like, don't you know how big and bad I am that I got my goddamn husband standing right there saying, back it down. So for the sisters who can't understand it, I understand why you don't. Because to never have a love like that, to see how mommy dealt with a man, to see how your grandmama's dealt with a man, and now to see a fat bitch dealing with hers and hers dealing with, to see us loving up on each other, I understand why that's difficult for some people to understand.
2: Because it's something that we don't normally see together. And it's because we've been taught that we've got to be the winner. That I've got to do it. I've got to be. Because you don't see that when you see individuals who are males. You don't see the woman necessarily having the opportunity to say something. You see her maybe standing by her side. But to really have a real conversation. So this is a unique set, a unique space. And like the Muhammad Ali's, like the individuals who you heard bad press about in the midst of their lives. See, when she leaves this earth, which I hope is hundreds of years from now, oh, the kind words that will be spoken, oh, the vigilance, oh, she was a pioneer, oh, but let's live it in real time because that's what they did to Martin Luther King. But in real time, there was a lot of black churches that didn't walk or stand with him because he was a rabble rouser. So this is a unique time where we basically saying we're not trying to call Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey out. We're trying to call them up because if they're brave enough to admit to the wrong that was done, then that's when the healing begins. But when you conceal things in silence, it breeds the it, it's the very place that allows the lie to hide. And what we can't do is allow the silence to be the petri dish to the live breeding, which has already transpired for years and years. Now it's time for Brother Tyler to say in public what he said to us in private. Ask him. Ask him. You want to go to the line?
1: Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this?
3: How are you? Hello? 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 Sorry, I had that connection. How y'all doing today?
2: Super super. How are you? Who 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 do we have with us? Hello. My name Hi, hi my name. You going in and out, brother. Oh,
1: yeah. I think hello. we have a, Hello.
3: Yes. Oh, did you hear me? My name's Q. How you doing?
1: We're wonderful, Q. How you doing? All
3: right. All right. I I am I'm, I'm great. I'm glad y'all are wonderful. I had I had been um Following, you know what what have been going on. Also, but uh, I'm a young entertainer, and I'm going into, you know, going into Hollywood. And <clears throat> excuse me, I have a position that I feel the same as yourself and your husband. Want to salute Sidney for standing up by his because that's what I think you should do anyway. But um, going into Hollywood, you know, I, the position I'm trying to take is. You know, standing up for what's right because, in in history, you realize that we have been taken advantage of for a while, and um, looking up to you and and Oprah and Tyler Perry just just for going after your your dreams and your goals and, and making something better for the for the culture. Um, I don't want to lose track, but um, I uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is if if I'm if I'm coming out to take a stand, and my brother is a record, uh, he's a record producer, and he he's on a big label, and he tells me, "Well, you can take this stand, but don't you can't necessarily expect to get, um, you can't necessarily get sponsorship by people who you're calling out on." And it's, it's, it's unjust and it's unfair, and I, and I believe it's all right. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm on your guys' side because something has to change somewhere. But then he said, well, if you can do it independently, but you're always going to be working with them some kind of way. And until you can make yourself, uh, get a foundation for yourself where you can call the shots, you can make the budget, you can, you can, put, uh, you can put yourself on tour, you can do all these things yourself. It's hard to bite the hand that feeds you. And that hit me because I'm like, wow, I know I can do it independent, but I, I kind of understand what uh, it, it took me a while to, to realize it. But it's like, okay, how much power would I have on my own is a lot. But if I'm going up against something that's larger than me, you know, wouldn't I have to have something to stand on? And I guess this, this for him, it's the the machine is the industry, so he stands on that to make the money that would that could then be reinvested into me. But if I if I if I if I take my stand and he's on my side, then I'm cutting off our our food supply. Pretty much is what he was trying to say. So I'm like, he was like. He he sort of told me I can do it, but it just has to be like playing chess. I can't just go out there and just, you know, put 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 everything on blast and have him backing me up because I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, I can I can cause him to to lose our income. Yeah. So I mean, it, I got it's we're, just a, we it's a, we
2: got exactly what you're saying, my brother, and we appreciate the comment. and We're gonna address what you're saying. See, all right, everything that you are communicating is the reason why we have to say it because what takes place is when you heard the profanity laced comedy set that's what she does
1: that's what I do she
2: talking straight to folks like we at the barbecue and having regular conversation if she had gone to TP Studios Oprah or Harpo or Lee Daniels and start going off Then that's when y'all are supposed to say Get the man in the white jackets Because she just going on off Then I understand it But she's telling jokes But we're having this conversation now Because despite individuals being What we call powerful in quotes What they are human beings Come on. And what happens is You never know what is going to be the dialogue As a prime example There was a conversation to say uh, in reference to Lee Daniels, whereby we had gone to the Sundance Festival and Film Festival, and Gabrielle Cibae had no makeup, no hair, nothing. Okay, and Lionsgate, no one had it, anything for her. Now people say, well, they ain't supposed to, or whatever. Okay, but y'all know she brand new to the game. And what Monique said, see, this is the part y'all not gonna hear about. Monique said to Lee Daniels, they're not going to have that baby out there looking like she's really precious because she's not. Mm. So they don't have anybody tell her to hold tight. I'm going to get my hair and makeup team over there to take care of her. It ain't no charge. It's just what it is. Lee then shared with her that they were going to be taking a trip to Cairns, which is the trip that we're talking about that led to all of this concern. And Monique said, well, I won't be going on that. Well, Gabberet's going. And Monique said, Well, how are they flying out there? He said, Coach, he said, Lee, you can't let that happen. Where they gonna fly that baby all the way? We big girls. See, what Gabberet don't know is that, the fight. So when we heard her say things back based upon Lee, Monique said, I understood. Just like the little sister from The Real who decided she wanted to speak up and say, <laughs>
1: What's her name?
2: Being loud ain't being real. We ain't coming for you. You know why? Because you ain't been in the game long enough to know what's out here waiting for you, and you don't understand that the conversation that Monique is having right now is for sisters like you because one day you might win the Academy Award. One day you might be in a position where you win a Golden Globe. One day you might win every known award for film around the world. Mm. And if so, would you want to be treated fairly so she can't come for you? She got to go for the Goliaths. Listen to what I'm saying. Goliaths.
1: That's what he said. Okay,
2: We got to we we going for them because they have the power to change it. And if by some chance, just like with Lee Daniels, to his credit, when Monique said you can't fly her out like that we saying he's got decency in him because the man went in his pocket, as we understand, and made sure she went first class. But it would have never happened had Monique not had the conversation. It would have never happened if she not said the words to open his mind up. So what we're communicating right now is not in a way that is belligerent. It's not in a way that we're trying to be argumentative with these individuals. We're trying to say, listen— You deserve to be loved enough and not penalized because of the greatness that you've exhibited in terms of your talents to be mistreated into the misperception of being gods, which you are not. We're going to love you like you regular folk. We're going to love you like you regular folk. And we're going to tell you the truth, just like us regular folk get told the truth. And what we would ask you now that you understand and have identified what the truth is now you speak the truth, because if you're going to stand in front of the church. And you're going to generate how powerful God is. What would God do? How powerful is the truth? So when you ask us, why do we do this? Because we have children. Why do we say what we're saying? On, because man. you have children. Come on. Why do we say what we say? Because that brother right there who just called who people were saying, get him off the phone. See, he was nervous because it was real to him. Okay. And he doesn't he doesn't know which way to go. It's to squelch that type of fear. So we'll take the hit right now in the conversation in the hopes that people will be strong enough to listen. As our sister said earlier, listen to what's being said. You never heard about Monique being difficult. Prior to 2009, 2010, because she wouldn't campaign for an award. That's called humility. Why would I campaign for an award? But now they're disguising humility and they're wrapping it up in something packaged called difficulty. Come on. And that's a complete difference.
1: See? Hello. Okay, now, this is where I am what people could call fucked up. This is where I'm fucked up. See, when Tyler Perry tried to act like, well, nobody called me and nobody said nothing. Nobody, nobody said I gave you niggas years, years. I've given you niggas years. See, Tyler, you knew Lee. You knew. Oprah, you knew we've given y'all years to have the conversation. But everybody wanted to act like, listen here, bitch, you know what we're rolling with. We ain't got to deal with you. We shut you down. We've moved on. So when I get people to saying, Mo, just move on. Are you hearing what we're saying, y'all? This has affected my family.
2: And are you hearing when a gentleman says, when a man says, I know y'all right, but this is just not the right time to tell the truth. But it was the right time to let a lie linger on, is what you're saying?
1: I'm, I'm, Listen, Paulette looking at me like, bitch, why are you looking at me like that? I'm giving you one of them Steve Arms Jr. stares. <laughs>
2: so it's one of those things where when is the right time to tell the truth? Want to go to the line?
1: Let's do it, Danny.
2: We was a little too late.
1: I think it's always the right time to tell the truth right now it is the right time to always tell the truth right now let's go to the lines hey you're on with monique and sydney who's this hey monique this is whit Wit? yes ma'am hey whit how you doing baby
4: i'm doing well um monique and sydney i just have to tell you it's such a blessing to be on the line with you all and i have to tell you miss monique that you've always been like an aunt to me i've watched you since i was a child and just to see you flourish, to see you grow, to see you rise above all the naysayers, all the haters, all the people who aren't trying to give you your, your propers. You know, it's a beautiful thing to see. You guys are a beautiful black couple. It's, it's a privilege to be able to watch you all. And for those people who do not understand. Um, that's just because they haven't met head to head with diversity yet. They just haven't seen it in the flesh to really be able to get what you guys are saying. So I just wanted, I just had to call up and tell you, I I love y'all so, so much. And I am just a big, big fan. And I thank y'all so much for what y'all do. You guys are a staple. You guys are a prime example of not only how, beautiful the black household can be but how intelligent and how articulate and how great black people truly are. Miss Mo baby, you keep doing your damn thing.
1: Thank you, Whit. We love you, baby. Very much. My daddy. Hey, baby. You know, when you get the babies that uh, tweet or make those calls and they say You know, it's allowing me to stand.
2: That's what we do it for.
1: And when you know the story of Kirk Flood, who was a baseball player. And Kirk Flood was a great baseball player. And when his contract was up, he said, Okay, I want to be a free agent. I want to be able to go to the, you know, highest bidder. And the team owner said, No, you can't do that. We still own you. He said, No, my contract is up. And he went to his attorney. And he said to his attorney, I want to fight this because I'm a free agent. I should be able to go to the highest bidder. And his attorney said, we can fight it. And you'll probably win. But you'll never play baseball again. And he said, well, will it help the next one? And the attorney said, yes, It will forever help baseball forever. And when you know that that black man died in despair and in poverty, he lost his family. And then when you see a documentary that comes on years later and every black baseball player that played with that man at the time that was still alive. They all came out and said
2: he was right,
1: but we were too afraid to say anything. So we allow our people to go away from here with no
2: support. And you reap the benefits off of what it is that they said while you stand there and you allow them to drown. And what I'll say is the reason why there's a level of animosity that can't be had, it ain't because of Jesus. It ain't because of God. It's because the realization is people are not doing this to be nasty. People are doing it out of fear because there's a machine that has been over top of people of color for so long that it has people of color against one another. But we're not unique because I've run into other people from other uh, ethnicities that have said the same thing about them. So it begins not to be about the color of your skin. It's about the DNA in our system. It is a human dynamic. It is a human dynamic. It is within the boundaries of our DNA that we experience jealousy that we experience hatred, that we experience the need to be possessive, that we also experience the need for love, the experience, the need to be loving and experience the need to be forgiving. That's within us. So the real question that we should be asking ourselves is what is life extracting from us most? And if it is the need to win over top of your brother due to the suppression and oppression of them, then we need to have the conversation as to why and have it allowed because what happens is there are things that people are are afraid to say in public that they will speak about all the time in public. We need to stop being afraid to say these things in public.
1: Do y'all know how impactful it would be if Tyler Perry said publicly, what he said to us privately, if Tyler Perry said publicly that I am shocked to know how low Taraji and Octavia's quotes are. I'm shocked to know that. Do y'all know if that brother said that publicly, what that would do for us? But when you got a cat saying, no, 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 no. (laughs) No, I'm not going to speak out. I'll pay you more. And there's my daddy said to him, he said, so, brother, what you're saying is if the pay is supposed to be $15, but they were only making $5, and then you're going to give them $10. Is you that paid a-
2: them more, but is it fair? Right. Let's go to the lines, baby.
1: Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this?
0: <laughs> hey, Monique. Hey, Sydney. This is your boy, Dwayne, calling from Flint. How y'all doing? Hey, Dwayne. Good, 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 <laughs> I'm so nice. So good to hear from y'all. Um. Man, you know what, I would, I just want to say, I would bet my life that right now, y'all are not going to hear from Nan, one of the people involved in this issue, especially right now at this time, where like you said, he got this big project in the works, and the situation is so hot, I bet that TMZ could taste one of them niggas down in the airport, and they will not (laughs) utter a (laughs) peep towards what the fuck is going on right now, because it's so hot, (laughs) and it's very sad. But it just is what it is when it comes to money trumping our dignity, money money being able to purchase us. And I'm so appreciative that y'all are consistently putting this energy out there that you guys do not deserve this. You as black women in Hollywood, you are underpaid. And just because you offered me a couple dollars fucking more than the last, you're still wrong and dirty as hell for what you're trying to do here because it's not what you deserve. You're very talented, and it is, it's just, you know, I really... <laughs> There's so much that could be said, but I, you know, I just wanted to put it out there that I love y'all for what y'all are doing. I love that y'all are consistently having this conversation. It really is nip-chipping away at the people who are, are frozen in these mindsets to believe that I think it's okay to play the game for your whole entire life, even if I die playing the game at the hopes of getting a few million dollars or at the hopes of getting pennies on the dollar. And I will consistently do I will consistently do what the white man tells me to do. I will go up under these, these few black men who do get a little power and, and they want to hold on to their power so tough that they don't even want to reach out and have a conversation. I could picture in my mind if Tyler Perry is watching this this stream right now at home, or, of course, by the end of the day, because, of course, this video is going viral as well. <laughs> if he was sitting at home right now watching, like, damn, hey, I'm trying to conjure up the perfect apology, the perfect acknowledgement for you guys, he still would not put it out there right now. He still would not He's probably regretful of I'll call that he makes to you because you're talking about it and you're being truthful about everything that's going on. I mean, it, you just have to think about what how it fucks up really their minds to even know what's right, to know what's wrong, to have you break it down the best way possible for a nigga to get what you're trying to tell him, and them still not wanting to go against the grain of what's going to what's going to hold us thrown down the best way of what's going to keep us our consistent and what's not going to is because the media will flip shit and, and like I said if he came up with the most ideal way to apologize to you the media will flip shit and say Dollar Perry admits that he t- t- fucked Monique's ass you know? oh. <laughs> and then I would <laughs> you know what I'm saying that would fuck his name up so it's it's, it's it's good that we're putting this energy out here it's changing the game a little bit you are the next Hattie McDaniel I love you we're supporting you and keep doing what you're doing
1: thank you my baby very much brother and 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 I have to say too so now that y'all have heard that this man admitted he was wrong,
2: and as he said, I'm not going to include. Ty, I'm not going to include Oprah. I'm not going to include Lee. I'm only going to speak for myself. And at that point, we replied, "What else could you do?"
1: Right. But I would now say to my brother Steve Harvey, and I would say to Sister Cheryl Underwood, now that you've heard this brother say he was wrong. Because, see, y'all threw up the flags, and I listened to the both of you. We did. Steve, you were, oh, no, no, this is bad. And Mo is my friend. I've not heard from you yet, n- me nor my husband. Cheryl Underwood, we listened to you, and you were c- so concerned about your friend. Now, we exchanged numbers that day with Jennifer Holiday when we were in the radio studio, and she had to, uh, get you, to get you right together, and we exchanged numbers. You've not picked up the phone. So what I would ask the both of you. Don't speak to me for ratings. Don't talk to me to make good TV or good radio.
2: Or about. And if you're going to be fair, own your shit. Come on. Because, again, what we're saying to you guys is can't be mad at you because you're only going on what you hear. But now when you hear the truth and you notice that these individuals aren't coming out saying anything. See, we want to say... It's because they have too much dignity to come out. What (laughs) what happens is there's not enough pride in the truth to allow them to come out at this present time. And if you have a PR person right now, Tyler, what they should be telling you is just simply tell the truth. Listen, the game is huge, and I wanted to be a part of it. I'm going to give you the perfect apology, Tyler. The game is huge, and I wanted to be a winner. I once slept in my car. And now I got somebody serving me my dinner. okay. And because of that, I sometimes fail to see the side of the little guys. And because I've gotten paid so much money, y'all probably asking me why. But what we would say to you right now at this moment, that we on your side, we're not your opponent. Now, all this shit I'm making up off the top of my head. But what I'm going to say to you right now, this shit that we talking about, it ain't dead. We're going to keep on having this conversation until y'all brave enough to say what's real. Because if you do that, then it's going to waken up everybody because the top dog said, hey, the folks of color, they're not getting paid fairly. And I didn't want them to go against me. And I tell I've told this story before. When I was a child, my mother was abused. By my father. And. I had seen this take place multiple times. And she told me when you were about three years old, one day your father was hit me and you walked over and you hit me while he was hitting me. And then after he left, I said to you. Jean, which she calls me, why did you hit me? And I said to her, I knew he was wrong, but I didn't want him to get me. See, what happens is we're in a world where folks know that the machine is wrong, but they just don't want them to get them. And because of that moment, is why I sit next to my wife, because I'm a man now. I'm not a child. So what I can't do is sit back and allow someone to attack another individual because I'm fi- afraid of what they're going to do to me. And Brother Tyler Perry, Be bold enough to say it out loud and say what the machine is because you're closest to the top. You have the ability to make a change. You Oprah Winfrey, you have the ability to make a change and we accept apologies. We accept mistakes because we know what it is to make it. That's why we're talking to you, not in a way that's belligerent or about you because you're not here. We could say anything we want, but that's not what we're trying to convey because it's still love. We understand that you've been brainwashed by the same system that many of us have been. That's why your allegiance is to the machine and not to the spirit of who you are. We'll sit there and we'll talk about God. We'll give millions of dollars uh, uh, on behalf of the church and Jesus and all that. But we're not doing the things that we've held and people have held Jesus for doing. And that's being truthful and for the truth. Here's your opportunity to be. The real beacon that you seem to want to portray yourself to be and just tell the truth. If you tell the truth, if you tell the truth and give this woman an opportunity to be seen as the principled, as the diligent professional that she's always been until the rumor got spread that she was difficult. By an individual by the name of Lee Daniels, who unfortunately his talent wasn't acknowledged in the way that he would have loved it to be. Because he had stated that he was treated unfairly and not acknowledged. And Halle Berry and Monique got acknowledged. And what's Brother Jeffrey's name? Uh,
1: Jeffrey Fletcher.
2: Jeffrey Fletcher, who won the Academy Award. And then you have Gabourey Sidibe, who was nominated. But the director, he got no acknowledgement and he felt left out because Monique didn't give him his praise on the Academy Award stage. We have to say to ourselves, we forgive you for how you've been. But Brother Be truthful enough to say what it is, and that is, that young lady was never difficult. Because was she difficult when she told you, when the gentleman who happened to be Caucasian said what regarding the lights?
1: When we were shooting Precious and the lighting director at the time, every time Lee would come over to change the lighting, when Lee would walk away, he would change it back. So by the time Lee would get back to the camera, the shit was different. And then the lighting director says, I don't care how many times he come over here, change it, I'm going to have the lighting the way I want to have it.
2: And then what did you do?
1: I then called Lee over there. Now, I never called him Lee on the set. I always referred to him as Mr. Daniels.
2: Because you were being difficult.
1: I called Mr. Daniels over and I said, Mr. Daniels, this gentleman right here just said he don't care what you do with these lights. He going to get the lighting the way he want to do the lighting. What did you say? He don't care what you do with the lighting. He going to do the lighting the way he want to do the lighting. Say it one more time. He don't care what you do with the lighting. He going to do the lighting the way he want to do the lighting.
2: Now, he tell she telling on him like D from what's happening,
1: okay, <laughs> in front of everybody. That's right. In front right. of everybody. And then what did Lee do? Lee then shut down production, went and turned his back to the wall and looked straight to the wall and told that man, save the drama for your mama.
2: And then what happened to the production? It shut down. It shut down. So does that sound like a person that was showing difficulty or does that sound like a person that was showing loyalty? You want to take us on out on that?
1: You know what, Daddy? Yes. And, And like my daddy said... This ain't the last conversation. And again, we're going to put this out there. If Oprah would like to bring us on Super Soul Sunday.
2: Come on. And show the spirit of who she is.
1: Come on. Because I know by
2: now somebody done talked to Oprah. I know, Tyler, you done had the conversation with Oprah. So she knows what it is and she's known what it is. Why would you let it go on like it is?
1: Why, y'all? If you
2: know what it is.
1: And y'all know what it is. So for Tyler, for Oprah, for Lee, and I hear people saying y'all need to just get together. We're open to that. We are open to having a public conversation with those three people. So that way the public can decide. They can decide because like I said, again, y'all, I've read too many of our stories. Too many of us have left here where we were simply thrown under the bus, and we were too afraid to speak out. We can't keep letting it happen. So we want to thank y'all. Thank you. For joining us today, baby, and taking out your time and getting the truth. What would he say from uh, 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 Jungle Fever?
2: The triple truth, Ruth.
1: Come on now. Like my daddy say, the mine is like a parachute.
2: And thank y'all for tuning in to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship.
1: Oh, Daddy! Who are you? Monique.
2: And I'm Sydney. And remember, (laughs) the mind is like a parachute, it is no good unless it's open.
1: We love y'all. For
2: free.